This edition of NBA Gambling Podcast is presented by MyBookie.ag. Sports are back, and MyBookie is now offering a 100% positive bonus when you use the promo code SGP. That's MyBookie.ag, promo code SGP to play, win, and get paid. We're also brought to you by the leaders in daily fantasy, DraftKings. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code SGP to get a free one shot at $1 million in total prizes for this weekend's UFC 252 contest. That's promo code SGP to get a free one shot at $1 million with your first deposit only at DraftKings. We're also brought to you by BetQL. Want to get an advantage over the sportsbook with NBA, NHL, and NBA back in action? You need to download BetQL, the only app you'll need to make smart bets this season. Head to betql.co and enter code SGP20 for 20% off your first subscription. That's betql.co, promo code SGP20. And finally, we're brought to you by Ace Per Head. Ace is the leader in paperhead providers, and they make it super easy to start your own sportsbook. Plus, Ace is offering up to six weeks free over at aceperhead.com slash SGP. That's aceperhead.com slash SGP. And welcome to NBA Gambling Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Sad Fat Baby McKee. Uh, I am joined today, this, this very bright, hungover morning, uh, with my buddy, Zach Broner. Uh, how's, how are you doing this morning, Zach? I'm doing okay. I think this is the, uh, you know, little son's post-mortem episode. Uh, we were just talking about how last night was... One of the biggest sports blue balls I can remember with Brooklyn taking a six-point lead into the fourth quarter. Um, unreal <sighs> game last night. Yeah. Um, yeah. Quick recap. You know, so if, if this is the first episode you're listening to of this <laughs> podcast, I'm a big Suns fan. Grew up in Arizona. Uh, you know, I had no big expectations for the Suns going into the bubble, and yet... Uh, you know, they went eight and zero. It was super. It was the most exciting Suns moment I've had in I don't know what feels like a decade. Um, uh, but it, you know, they went eight and zero, and uh, I had high hopes that maybe the Grizzlies would lose to Milwaukee. Uh, Giannis headbutted. Wagner in the game before, so he he was suspended, and then you know uh, going into the Portland Brooklyn game, you know Portland had to uh, win that one to make it into the play-in game against the Grizzlies. I thought there is no way that uh, Portland is going to lose to Brooklyn, especially after the way that um, uh, you know Lillard had been playing, and then going into the fourth quarter. The Nets had a lead by six. I was a believer. I was drinking tequila with my dad, and we were we were partying. And then they ended up losing by one point. No, last night game. I, mean, I know the takeaway here is going to be about Portland, and rightfully so. But Karis Levert absolutely operating last night. Ridiculous finishing. Ridiculous handle. Um, and look, he's he definitely has to factor into Brooklyn's plans as a star going forward. And I'm looking forward to seeing him in the playoffs because 37 points, nine assists, very, very, very impressive performance from Karis Levert last night. Yeah, I got to say, like, 
anybody who's watched Brooklyn over the last couple of years certainly knows that uh, Levert has those kind of games in his toolbox when, you know, he's not as consistent as we would like him, especially if you've played him in DFS over the years. He's had some injury problems, but yeah, he looks fully healthy and this Nets team is going to be, you know, I don't expect them to win round one, but this team is going to be nasty. They're going to be a hard out. Yeah, no, they're, and look, that I was, I was I was very impressed with the intensity of that game. I'm, I'm sure you agree. I mean, as someone who was watching it with a big rooting interest, but the Nets yeah. wanted to send somebody home last night, and that was a fun. That created a fun environment. Karis Levert was out there trying to, you know, trying to trying to send some people home, and that was a playoff intensity game. And winner go home for Portland, and and they were able to pull it out, but not without a clenched asshole for the last. For the second half there. <laughs> <laughs> I uh yeah. Uh you you go ahead and you lead the podcast this morning. You you said that we're we're gonna go through and talk about uh you know, look back at how the bubble performances were for all the playoff teams and then uh, we'll talk about how uh you know how sure we are in them going forward. We could talk about the odds we have up. Uh we'll dive into like all our uh, game props and individual game lines on Sunday when we record. Um, where should we start? Should we start ta- with talking about the uh, play-in game, I suppose? Yeah, let's start talking about the play-in game because that's, you know, actionable. Um, you sent me this morning. We have an opening line on this game of Blazers minus seven. Um, I reacted with a wow um, to that. And in hindsight, I guess that's not that surprising. Although... Portland, I believe, was favored by three, three and a half in that first game of the bubble. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yep. it, and, and, and ended up winning that game by five. But, you know, Memphis kind of limps in here. But I, I still think there might be a good look on Memphis as a dog in the first playing game, get, catching seven points. What do you think? I agree. Um, Memphis looked rough through the whole. They went two and six in the bubble. Uh, they lost. Uh, their second best player, Jaron Jackson Jr. You know, even when they were playing with him in those first few games, they didn't look good. They just looked like a, a young team that playing in over their heads. So here's the thing about the Trailblazers, though. They weren't, even the games they won, they weren't blowing teams out. They were winning by just a couple of points. So I think one of their biggest wins was against Grizzlies winning by five. Um, so I, I actually, I'm with you. I like the Grizzlies catching seven, though I believe that the Trailblazers will win outright. Yeah, I mean, look, th- this Portland defense, I mean, obviously shout out to their offense. They've been incredible, but they cannot get a stop. I mean, last night was just no. like you, they get, I mean, we've been talking about how the Nets have a G League roster. I mean, this they just gave up a 133 to, uh, to that Nets team who made it look pretty easy. They were getting buckets whenever they wanted. So I don't see John Morant having much problem, you know, engineering some points here for Memphis. They obviously scored 135 last time, albeit in overtime, 124 in regulation. Um, but look, Jaron Jackson Jr. had 33 points in that game, in that in that first that first yeah. Memphis Portland matchup. And if you recall, he was huge down the stretch, hitting threes, um, hit six threes in that game. Um, That's right. Yeah. So yeah. So where are they going to make up that 33 points from? Yeah. No. I mean, it, look, you, you couldn't have asked for a much better performance from Jaron Jackson that game, and. They don't have a lot of scoring. I mean, I think the underrated thing with this Memphis team is that now down Justice Winslow, down Jaron Jackson, and also down Jay Crowder and um, Solomon Hill from making the Iguodala trade, 
they really don't have, you know, a lot of pop in their rotation outside of their core pieces. So, you know, Grayson Allen and Anthony Tolliver are going to be carrying somewhat of a load here in this game. And, and, and keep it, but I, I also will say, you know, this Portland team has to be exhausted right now. I mean, they've been, they've been playing their starters big minutes all eight games in the bubble here. So I don't see Memphis having, having much trouble offensively. I just think Portland can easily outscore them. Was last night's game kind of an aberration? Do you think that Portland was just overlooking the Nets and already thinking about the Grizzlies playing game? Yeah, I think I think definitely there's an element of Portland thought, you know, they were just going to get in, um, like that that they would walk over the Nets, and that clearly was not the case. Um, I, I will say, I mean, the Nets the Nets shooting luck in the in the third and fourth quarter was somewhat ridiculous. I mean. I, I have yeah. the, the the few of those Tyler Johnson, you know, curling off a screen at the elbow and like hitting a fadeaway tough mid range two that is was absolutely pure and did not touch anything but the net was was pretty hilarious. At, um, what was what's funny is I had more, you know, Tyler Johnson came from the Suns, like that was his <laughs> last team, and I had more fun rooting for him on the Nets last night than I ever had rooting for him on in any Suns games. That's hilarious. Yeah, I mean, it, ridiculous shooting. Um, but you know, I I think at, at minus seven, I think I think Memphis probably looks like the take. Although I will definitely be looking at the over here. I, I don't have much faith in either team being able to stop anybody. Um, and look, I mean. Are we at the point where Dame Lillard can just easily get forty in any in any big game? I mean, it's ridiculous. Gosh, it seems like even last night when he was he was having an off game, he got forty. He had a quiet forty-two and twelve last. He night. He had a quiet forty. That's insane. <laughs> yeah, like he has yeah. been just absolutely insane. Is he the MVP of the bubble? Yeah, I mean, I, I think we, we could talk about that. I mean, I think it's either Dame or, or, or Devin Booker, um, the two guys who you know yeah. led resilient charges in the Western playoff push, but. I mean that, that that just can't be stated enough. Dame had forty two and twelve, and he's not even like the story of the game. Um, I guess he kind of is, but just just ridiculous performance here. You know, putting a franchise on his back, um, and and they and they need two more. Do do you think there's any any value on taking Memphis? You know, in terms of the series price, I saw you get them like plus nine hundred to um, actually end up being the team that gets in the playoffs, so winning two in a row. I don't think there's any chance of Memphis winning two in a row. I, I wouldn't be shocked if Memphis got the, gets the first one. I mean, you know, it, it would definitely be shocking in terms of the context of the narrative of these two teams with Dame soaring, and now people have kind of soured on the Grizzlies. Um, but look, they're a seven-point dog. They, we, we, we see, we see seven-point dogs win outright in the NBA all the time. Um, yeah. Well, that's true. And you, I mean, you're saying how much the how how much Portland was playing their starters, but it's not like the Grizzlies were playing their like deep bench reserves. They were they were playing like playoff level games too. I mean, just to get in, like they were definitely playing their starters a lot. They don't have much depth at all. Yeah, no, they don't have much depth at all. And and I I I said this in that first Blazers Grizzlies game. I think it, I think it even more now. I would definitely look for angles to. Play Memphis early. Look, they're going to come out with something to prove with a chip on their shoulder. Maybe me- if you like Memphis, I would definitely look at first quarter or first half. Um, mm-hmm. And then, like we saw last night, the fourth quarter is game time. I mean, it's really a, it really is a thing. So I definitely think well, anything see- like Memphis first quarter, Memphis first half, Memphis first half, Portland game double result. I'll definitely be playing that. 
Um, that's one of my favorite props here in this type of situation. Yeah. The Grizzlies, I could see them <laughs> jumping out front in the first half, but there's no way they have the depth of talent to run with the Blazers the entire game. And now we're going to take a quick break for a word from our presenting sponsor. We'll be right back. MLB, NBA, NHL have all resumed play with no fans in the stands, but we're taking advantage of some of those early game lines with MyBookie.ag. Plus, MyBookie just brought back the deposit match bonus so you can grab yourself some extra cash to build up that bankroll. And the best part is, when you roll with MyBookie, it's simple. You bet, you win, and they pay. There's a reason I tell people to visit MyBookie, and that's because it's the only online sports book that asks the questions you and your friends actually want to put money on. Are Giannis and the Bucks a lock to represent the East in the finals? Who is going to average more points, LeBron or Kawhi? Debating with your buzz is cool, but all that is nothing if you don't throw a little cash on it. Line, prop bet, futures, my bookie's got them all. Trust me, this is the one place you want to be to be putting down money this season. So join today. MyBookie.ag will match your first deposit dollar for dollar up to $1,000. Just enter promo code SGP when signing up. Remember, at MyBookie, the terms are simple. You bet, you win, they pay. The very first game on Monday is Utah at uh, Denver. Um, I know they still do at, even though it's in the bubble. Yeah. So Utah Jazz versus Denver. Um, definitely like this Denver team. Are if they're able to get everybody healthy, I don't see how Utah is going to win this. We have um, uh, uh, the series price is right now set at uh, the Nuggets are minus one eighty two, and to beat the Jazz in that first round, uh, Jazz plus one forty five. Uh, where do you want to start with this? Yeah, I think. Uh, why don't we start with Utah here? Um, and and I okay. I I, 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 uh, I think McKee and I are going to give a grade for each team and sort of what we saw from them in the bubble and kind of what, preview what we're thinking for them going forward to the playoffs. So let's start with Utah here. Um, three and five in the bubble, negative 3.7 net rating here. Um, they, 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 they started some guys and they sat some guys, but I think overall I've soured on Utah as a result of the bubble. And definitely a lot of the concerns without Bogdanovich have been kind of confirmed for me. So I like Denver in this series, but I'm also – you know, looking to fade Utah. So I, I, I think that's also a big part of my opinion there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what's your grade for them? I would give them maybe, I mean, if we're saying, if we're saying a B is average, I would probably give them a C plus here. I mean, I think for them to, I, I think Ooh, Donovan, Mitchell I lost played more confidence, well, which, which is one thing that's definitely exciting, but um, you know, not, not much pop from the bench and just not much pop overall. I mean, 109.4 offensive rating and, not really much of a, of a clear cut, um, you know, depth on the wing or anything like that in terms of something that would make you like them in the playoffs. So, um, I'm a little, I don't know. I, I, much... I, don't know. I mean, I, I think, I, I guess they kind of were who we thought they were more so than a failure. I mean, I think they were, they did about what, what we thought them, but we were also both kind of down on them coming into the bubble. Yeah. I mean, I definitely agree with you where I thought, Bog- uh, missing Bogdanovich was going to hurt them more than people were saying. Um, but I don't know if they a bit were just playing possum in this bubble, but they never looked quite right. Um, even, you know, it was similar to their 
problems early in the season when they still didn't seem to know how to incorporate uh, Mike Conley. You know, uh, both Mike Conley and Donovan Mitchell and Joe Ingles both like having the ball in their hands a lot, and they just haven't quite seemed to figure that out. Um, you know, maybe I think they were not necessarily playing at 100% every game. They, they you know, they were messing around with the seedings. They didn't want to see certain team. They didn't want to see Houston in that first round. It looked like um, right now I would give them like a C minus in the bubble. Uh, looking at them to win the Western Conference, they've got 14 to one odds. Looking at them to win the NBA championship, uh, we've got them at 33 to one. I don't like any of those for sure. I'm definitely taking Denver in this first round. Yeah, no, I'm definitely taking Denver in this first round. We can move to them. Um, Denver went three and four in the bubble, negative four point four net rating, and you know I think a big concern for them is they had a one twenty two defensive rating, very very bad, um, one of the worst in the bubble. Um, but on the other hand, I mean they weren't really going for anything here except to kind of stabilize the ship with a lot of injuries. Um, so in in mm-hmm. that in that respect, uh, I actually thought Denver kind of had a nice bubble. Um, you know, I agree with you. Yeah, yeah. The stats don't necessarily back it up, but um, they they were without a lot of their of their you know offensive weaponry, and they got the big wins that they needed to get. Uh, it's just a matter of fact, you know, they lucked into a I think the best possible matchup with Utah. Um, Jokic looks really really good. Um, Michael Porter Jr. Obviously, your your first team all bubble forward looks really really good, and they kind of were able to discover him in, in, in this bubble, which which looks like a big win for them in terms of figuring out their playoff rotation. So I would probably give Denver a B plus here. Um, you know, nothing crazy. Obviously they didn't like, you know, win every game or anything like that, but they got the they got the wins they needed to get. They got a good matchup in the first round. And um I would say their only really concern right now that is is health. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with you. Um, it seems like they did what's necessary to get their guys healthy. They, you know, um, Will Barton uh, still, he never played a game or Gary Harris, right, in this bubble. And we should mention, you know, if you're, if you, uh, pricked up your ears at the fact that Denver went three and four. Where's their eighth game? We're not even uh, talking about Friday's games because they mean nothing. So yeah, it's hard to know if anybody's going to play. But I don't think Gary Harris or Will Barton has played at all yet, right? No, they haven't. But both are you know being talked about as if they'll play in the playoffs. Um, we should also mention that mm. Coach Malone said Michael Porter Jr. will be the starting small forward going forward, regardless of what happens with Will Barton's health. So that's that's a good sign yeah. in terms of, you know, Coach Malone making an aggressive coaching decision. I think we both really agreed needed to happen. Yeah, I agree. Um, I'm excited for this Denver team. Actually, I got uh, now that he's finally agreed to play Porter. I think um, that's great. I, he, Obviously, he's still going to make some young player mistakes, but I think he his athleticism, his ability to shoot, uh, great three-point shooter that's going to help open up the center for Jokic, uh, one of the big pass, you know, best passing big men we've seen. So uh, I'm excited. You know, I, I definitely, uh, I'm definitely more excited about Denver now than I was pre-bubble. Yeah, I mean, just to reiterate, I mean, I think the wins that they got kind of showed a lot of sort of veteran maturity that like they can get a big win when they need to. Um, and like, I'm not really holding their losses against them. I mean, they, they, they kind of weren't really trying in a couple of them. 
Um, but the three wins they got, that win against OKC was huge. Um, but good bubble for them. What a grade are you going with? Yeah. I'm with a B plus. I'm, 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 I'll say B plus as well, just because I mean I I put Jokic and Porter in my first team all bubble, so uh, I think they are, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm more excited than I was on them coming into the bubble. Still don't think they have a chance in the Western Conference uh, overall, but I'll just throw this out there: they um, to win the NBA championship, they're uh, twenty to one odds on my bookie, and to win the Western Conference, they are at ten to one odds. With two of the sport's most respected fighters stepping into the octagon this weekend, there is no better place to get in on all the action than with DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports. For this weekend's fight, DraftKings is offering new users a free shot at $1 million in total prizes. If you haven't tried it yet, fantasy MMA is easy to play. Just pick six fighters, stand under the salary cap, and pile up points for advances, takedowns, and more. There is no better way... Put your MMA knowledge to the test and to compete for a free shot at $1 million in total prizes. But if MMA isn't for you, don't worry. DraftKings is offering plenty of fantasy contests for all sports that have returned to action. Plus, new this year, DraftKings just launched Best Ball Contest for Football. If you aren't familiar with Best Ball, simply head to the app now and check it out. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code SGP to get a free one shot at $1 million in total prizes for this weekend's UFC 252 contest. That's promo code SGP to get a free shot at $1 million with your first deposit only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Brooklyn Nets at Toronto Raptors. We already talked a little bit about the Brooklyn Nets there um, because of them uh, pulling, you know, being a real scrappy team through this whole bubble. I got to say, even when they sat uh, their best players that they brought to the bubble, Karis LeVert, uh, Jared Allen, they uh, their backups still were scrappy. These This team just, they look like a group of guys all really uh, playing to win, despite the fact that everybody was counting them out. Yeah, I totally agree. And, you know, everything we said earlier, this is a, a surefire A for me on, on Brooklyn's performance in the bubble. To go 5-3 and three with yeah. a positive net rate. I'll say the same thing. After yeah. They were kind of the joke of, of uh, the bubble. Definitely an A uh, for me here. I agree. And, you know, I obviously don't like them against the Raptors. But um, just because we have the series price in front of me, we've got the Raptors at minus 5,000 to win the first round we've got uh brooklyn at uh 14 to 1 to overtake the raptors raptors six and one in the bubble um i and they had a 3.7 net rating i thought they showed up and they kind of they really backed up all the talk about them as kind of the most focused team heading into the bubble i agree uh that's some scoring issues though i know on offense i have some offensive issues but i would still go ahead and give them a b I think they are who we thought they are. They're at uh, plus 350 to win the Eastern Conference. Um, they are at plus 900 to win an NBA championship. Uh, both of those bets I kind of like, you know. Why not? You're getting a little better odds than you were any of the favorites. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm very high on Toronto coming in here. Um, I think their defense is going to give Milwaukee problems, and I'm ha- I'm excited. I mean, I, I remember in the sharp-off, I, I have um, – 
you know, I have Philly, Boston, and Toronto to to win the East, and now they all ended up in the same side of the bracket. So I will um, almost assuredly, unless Brooklyn somehow makes the Eastern Conference Finals, have a you know long shot type ticket in the Eastern Conference Finals where I can potentially hedge back with Milwaukee. So I'm excited about the way the bracket fell. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I would get Toronto a B plus. Similarly to Denver, I think there were obviously some mild concerns. The offense definitely looks a little bit shaky, but overall definitely did their job and um, looked like the veteran team that we know they are. Absolutely. Okay, the third game on Monday, we've got Philadelphia 76ers at uh, Boston Celtics. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and say that uh, I'll give the 76ers a D for this bubble of performance. Um, they still, you know, obviously had some injury concerns with Ben Simmons going out, but they just still don't seem to know who they are as a team. Yeah, no, they, they, they definitely have a serious uh, crisis of identity. Um, and it's weird. I mean, even without Ben Simmons, they still can't play like a normal team. Um, you know, yeah. like even with Shake Milton at the point and, and they, they can't, you know, they still can't figure out how to run like the normal pick and roll offense that everyone else in the NBA is running. Well, it's because they can't seem to play Horford and Embiid together and the two of their best players, two of their highest played players. Yeah, no, it, it's really just like, and that, that's why I'm in favor of them firing Brett Brown and we'll obviously have plenty of time to talk about this, but like they just need to like become somehow more normal like other teams don't have like the fit i mean don't seem to have the fit type like crises that they do um you know the defense has not been great and they were supposed to be you know one of the greatest defensive teams of all time potentially with with this lineup they put together Mm -hmm. with horford and Embiid. um you know i think they feel okay about the matchup against boston to be a nice rivalry there um but uh yeah i would also give them a d i I mean, mean this was this was a team that people were talking about as like a sneaky title contender. I was talking about it too. Um, obviously, a big injury to Simmons, but they also didn't show any type of fire or intensity that you know would would convince you of anything. Yeah, I mean, coming into the bubble, a lot of people were talking about the Celtics and 76ers as a first round matchup, and uh, a lot of people were picking the Sixers to win that now we've got the odds makers putting the Celtics at minus 300 to win the series 76ers at plus uh, 230 I like the Celtics um you can move to them as a grade I they were maybe a little shakier than I expected them to be in a lot of games in the bubble but overall I think they know who they are as a team I'll go ahead and give them a B uh, I, I didn't get super excited about them in the bubble, but I like all their players. They've got great coaching. Um, they look healthy. You know, Kemba has some knee issues still, but they seem to, even playing him limited minutes, they looked great. I think uh, they'll definitely come out of this first round. Yeah, I, I, I like Boston's matchup too. I mean, their offense looks really, really good. They've had some big performances. Um, and. You know, it looks like Tatum and Brown just can be a super, super prolific wing combo that might be hard for Philly to deal with. Um, but yeah, I, I would give Boston a B too. I mean, I think people were really excited about them coming into the bubble. I don't think they quite matched that like title, you know, certain title contender level, but they definitely are going to be deep in the playoffs. And um, look, Kemba, if Kemba's healthy, I think this team is 
really dangerous in the East. Ever thought of starting your own sportsbook but don't know how? Ace Per Head is here to help you start your own sportsbook. They'll provide you with all-inclusive professional betting site with all the lines updated to the second and wagers graded immediately. They have top-notch customer support going 24-7 and some of the sharpest lines in the industry. Plus, Ace Per Head offers live betting and an amazing mobile experience. Get started today and Ace is offering up to six weeks free. Just go to aceperhead.com SGP. That's aceperhead.com SGP. Uh, the last game we have on the schedule for that first Monday of the playoffs, we have the Dallas Mavericks at LA Clippers. Now, this series is just going to be straight up fun. I'm 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 really looking forward to seeing uh, what kind of offense Dallas can put up. As far as a rating for Dallas in the bubble, I guess I would probably give them a C. I expected a little more from them overall, but. It also didn't seem to be trying to win every game, but as a, if you're a Mavs fan, you got to be excited about what Luca and Porzingis can showed as a duo, though. Yeah, no, I think I think it's a mixed bag, right? Because they definitely, I agree with you. I thought they they could have shown more as a team, but I think what you have to like about them is Luca and KP showed a lot in terms as a duo, kind of as individuals. Um, so, and I think, you know, that game against the Bucs, the game against the Rockets, I mean, they went toe to toe with teams that are definitely considered title contenders went to overtime with both of them, obviously. Um, I, I would probably give them a B here. I mean, they were definitely inconsistent with their effort and obviously not getting into the sixth seed is kind of a shame for them. They had a chance, uh, to avoid the mm-hmm. Clippers in the first round. It's going to be a really tough matchup for them, but I cannot wait to watch. I think that's probably the prime series of the first round that in Philly, Boston. It's going to be a real fun series. I, you know, moving to the Clippers, uh, the, you know, had, they had injury concerns. Well, not so much injury concerns. They were just losing guys. Lou Williams uh, out of the bubble. Well, Patrick Beverly had some injury concerns. Lou Williams was out of the bubble for the first few games. They didn't have Harrell in the bubble, but he is now with them. You know, I don't have any. I would still definitely take the Clippers here. But I think the Mavs are going to give them a bit more run than they would have liked in their first uh, match, uh, first round matchup. Yeah, I mean, like, I think the Clippers had a solid bubble, um, but you know, I think that they definitely are concerned in terms of continuity. Um, but I would say Kawhi looks really, really good, which is something they, you know, got to be really excited about. Uh, he's fully healthy going into the playoffs. I thought he had a great bubble um, individually, so. I would probably give them a B here. I mean, they didn't really show a lot, four and three, uh, with a six point two net rating. Mm-hmm. So they they actually had a really solid bubble. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think I think this matchup is not necessarily scary for them, but uh, I I don't see this as a sweep. Um, I, I could see Dallas making this interesting, and then their offensive ceiling is just so high that uh, you know, Luca Luca and KP if if they if they combine for you know seventy five points in a game, it's gonna be tough to beat Dallas. Right now, I have the first round odds on this at uh, minus 500 for the Clippers, plus 370 for the Mavs. Um, since we this is the first favorite we've really got to, I will uh, say that on my bookie, they've got updated uh, NBA championship odds. They, the Bucks are now the favorite at plus 240. The Clippers uh, are at plus 275. Down from coming into the bubble, they were at plus 300. And the Lakers are at plus uh 290 so uh they've kind of flip-flopped as far as who is the favorite 
Yeah, and uh, I, I, I don't really agree with that. I mean, I don't want, I don't think it's right to overreact too much to this bubble. I and mean, we, we can honestly uh, bring in the Lakers to this discussion here and kind of cover them because mm-hmm. we don't know their matchup yet. They, they, yep. they went two and five in the bubble with a negative seven point seven net rating. The offense, obviously, very, very concerning. Um, what's your sort of level of concern with the Lakers? And I, I kind of, I mean, I, I, I already have a. a you know, big stake on them to win the title at worse odds than that. I, I like plus two ninety. I'm probably not going to add to it, but I uh, I'm, I'm not really that worried about the Lakers here. I mean, I still think the two best teams in the West are obviously the Lakers and the Clippers. But I liked the Clippers to overtake them even pre bubble, so I'm, I'm going to stick with that. I I feel better about the Clippers than I do the Lakers. I feel like I don't know is Avery is missing Avery Bradley more of an issue than we thought. I think it. I think it is. It, I don't know if that's what's been killing them. I think that's a very much a red flag if they have to deal with Dame Lillard in the first round. Uh, I'd be very concerned if I'm LA. I mean, they don't really have a elite point guard defender other than Avery Bradley, um, unless Alex Caruso is about to lock up Dame in the first round here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I I think what's concerning is that they they haven't really been able to shoot themselves out of a slump. I mean. Their offense just not really clicking, and uh, you know, at a certain, it only takes you know a couple games in the first round for them to can continue to not click before you know things start to get really nerve wracking for them. So some big, you know, in their real crunch time minutes, they're going to have to be choosing between like Quinn Cook, Alex Caruso, uh, J.R. Smith, uh, Dion Waiters. They, they're going to like. Those players, they're going to have to really lean on. Obviously, you know, you've got LeBron and AD, whatever. We'll figure the rest out. But uh, it's a little concerning for their depth. Yeah, I mean, I'm a fan of J.R. Smith. J.R. Smith has started games and played really well in the finals before. You know, I think I think people have gotten a little bit too caught up in the jokes around J.R. Smith. Like, and, and I'm saying in terms of the Lakers, like, I would trust J.R. Smith on the floor in the finals. He's he, like... Had hit big shots. He's guarding Steph Curry. Like I, I, I like Jr. to play a bigger role for them than he has been playing. Although uh, Kyle Kuzma, I think, is a very interesting, you know, turning piece in terms of them going forward. I thought that was a really, really, really big shot that he hit um, that fadeaway game winner. Um, just in terms of his confidence and kind of bringing them, bringing them from the brink of another really bad loss. Uh, that was a that was that was a big shot, and I, I think he expects to play a big role here in the playoffs. Want to get an advantage over the sports books with NBA, NHL, and MLB back in action? You need to download BetQL, the only app you'll need to make smart bets this season. Their best bets algorithm stands thousands of data points to give you a best bet recommendation for every game, and gives you the reasoning behind why you should place the bet, and also shows you top best bets that have been the most profitable to make. Sure, you're cashing in. BetQL has sharp data for NBA, MLB, and NHL. So if you want an inside edge for who the pros are backing, you need to check out BetQL. If you live in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Indiana, Colorado, or West Virginia, you can claim exclusive offers for sportsbooks and use BetQL's data to make the right bet. Head to the App Store or Google Play Store to download BetQL. You can also head to betql.co and enter promo code SGP20 for 20% off your first subscription. 
moving on to the last favorite we should talk about is uh, the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, they are currently sitting at uh, minus 165 to win the East. Just a real weird bubble performance from the Bucks. Uh, you know, capped off by Giannis headbutting Wagner and getting kicked out of the last game. I don't think we should change our opinion on this team, though. Do you? I would give them, you know, a net a net zero grade. You know, I, I'm not any higher or lower on them. Obviously, they'll have a chance to rest in the first round against, uh, you know, a very weak opponent. So they definitely are, you know, going to get the benefit of being that number one seed in the regular season because they essentially, you know, have a cakewalk in the first round that's not available to the Western Conference contenders because, you know, you have Dallas and and probably Portland coming in, both way better teams than what Milwaukee's going to have to face here. So that is lucky for them. Three and five in the bubble, you know, slightly below zero net rating. Um, obviously rested a few guys. They had, they had trouble early with Eric Bledsoe and Pat Connaughton coming in. Um, but I like this team, and I, I have to say, I think Chris Middleton is playing really well uh, in the bubble here mm-hmm. and looking good as an isolation scorer. So I think that could be big for uh, for them if he if he really has a big playoffs here. Yeah, then is the Orlando Magic who they just they seemed really hot coming out of the gate with uh, Jonathan Isaac back healthy, and then once he went down, um, they just seemed to fall apart. Aaron Gordon having a lot of injury issues as well. Uh, where are we at with Aaron Gordon right now? Does he look healthy to come into the playoffs? Yeah, I, I don't think he is healthy coming into playoffs. Um, I think he's still in that sort of questionable probable boat. Um, so it seems like he will play, but uh, definitely he's obviously a big uh, part of their plans to defend Giannis. Uh, so that would be a big loss for them after already losing Jonathan Isaac. They're just really injured. Obviously, Terrence Ross also uh, left the bubble for a non-COVID medical issue that uh, he has to leave the bubble for, so he'll be late getting back. Uh, I think Orlando is kind of disappointing. I mean, it's so disappointing for them that they they you know got outplayed by Brooklyn here uh, and and didn't yeah. get, and didn't get. I mean, that's that, that's like an underratedly embarrassing uh, you know switcheroo of seating for for Orlando not to even get the two seed with Brooklyn limping in like that. Um, yeah, but you know, it's it's almost it's almost better for them. I mean. I hope that this offseason they kind of cut their losses and go into more of a real rebuild because this core of, of making the you know seven or eight seed in the East is, is not fun uh, for anyone really. And they're kind of the ultimate mediocre NBA team right now. Yeah, I, I agree. It seems like they've been in this like kind of mediocre realm for so long. I don't even remember. You know, it's been since uh, Dwight was at his peak powers before – you know, since they've been like a true contender, they've been in this weird middle ground. Yeah, yeah, and uh, no chance here to uh, take down the Bucks. I'm willing to. I'm willing to say that. Uh, I will. I, I would do some crazy shit if, uh, if 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 the Magic beat the Bucks in the first round. So, just a grade for a grade for Orlando. I mean, I give it a C. Like just, just. Oh, I would give them a D, man. You give they, it a D. I, I, I expect. <laughs> I expected way more from them. Um, I know they had some injury concerns, but they could have done better rising to the occasion, like the uh, you know the the Nets reserves. I, you know they couldn't even win against them. Yeah, no, I, I, I guess you're right. I I I, I want to be a little too uh, hard on them, and we can just quickly quickly touch on the last two series. I know we've been here for a while, but uh, we got OKC and Houston. Yeah, I, th- I thought OKC and OKC and Houston both looked 
you know, pretty good in the bubble, both, you know, somewhere in the B, B-plus range. Um, I think Houston showed a lot on defense, which I was impressed with. OKC continuing to be, you know, that just solid, feisty team, and that's going to be a really exciting first-round series with obviously some bad blood between the stars there. Yeah, uh, interesting, the Thunder going, uh, moving up to number four. Uh, the first round series odds we have on that so far, we've got the Thunder at plus 290 to win, which I kind of like, um, and the Rockets at minus 371 to win. Uh, Rockets, w- when they were at peak health, they were definitely looking amazing. Um I don't know. Do you think that this Thunder team is a bad matchup for them, though? This Thunder team can can play small. Um, I, I so yeah, I really like Houston here. Um, obviously, a tough price to bet them as a huge favorite, um, but I do think that um, there are some some NBA Twitter nerds that are really pumping up the Thunder, and I, I am not sure why. I, I'm not very high on this Thunder team, um, but I know that some people think that they're you know potentially the third best team in the West. We have the uh, Houston Rockets at on uh, my bookie at plus uh, 650 to win the West. The Thunder are at 30 to one to win the West. Uh, the championship odds, we've got uh, Houston at 14 to one uh, to win it all. And the Thunder are at 60 to one to win it all. I guess the thing we were not, we didn't mention yet is it's a bit of a revenge series for uh, CP3, yeah? Yeah, exactly. A little bit of red shaver CP3. Um, so there should be some, there should, there should be some bad blood. There should be a technical foul type series. Uh, and I, I'm looking yeah. forward to watching it. Uh, let's quickly go to the 4-5 in the East. Also, Indiana-Miami. Um, thought Miami had a great bubble. Um, I would give them probably a B plus, A minus. Um, offense looked good. Now they have Jimmy Butler healthy. Duncan Robinson continuing to play really well. Um, although this should be an interesting matchup for him. Um, Indiana mm-hmm. also solid five and two in the bubble. Um, obviously the TJ Warren revelation. Although uh, yeah. I thought Victor Oladipo looked really, really, really bad um, in yeah. the game that TJ Warren missed yesterday. I forget who they were playing, uh, but Oladipo with just a ridiculously inefficient game. Um, so his health is still a concern for them. So clearly he's not at full health. Also, they're missing Sabonis. Sabonis is out indefinitely. We don't know if he's coming back. So I like Miami here. Yeah, I, I love Miami here, and I'm definitely going to look for the series perhaps uh, for Miami in a sweep or Miami in five games. Um, I think this kind of has – I think I think Indiana's in for a rude awakening here about just how you know legit this Miami team is. I think Jimmy Butler is a great uh, bulldog to have in the playoffs, and uh, I think Miami gets this one done uh, with ease. Miami at uh, minus 213 to win the first series, and uh, the Pacers are at plus 170. I would go ahead and just grab that minus uh, 213. Um, yeah, I, I agree. I, I would give the—I I liked what I saw from the Heat uh, when Jimmy Butler was off the floor. Uh, also, I mean, they, they beat that Celtics team without Jimmy Butler, so I like the Heat to make a little noise overall going forward. Yeah, me too. I would give the Heat probably, you know, B plus, A minus. I'd give the Pacers probably a B, similar to the 4-5 in the West. Um, but yeah, that, that, uh, I think I think this was a, this was a good uh, exercise to kind of go through all the teams here. Yeah, a uh, lot of information in this episode. Uh, anything else we need to say wrapping up? 
No, I think uh, definitely enjoy the playing games over the weekend. I think we'll be back Sunday with um, our series prices and picks for the first round. Basketball, gimme, gimme, gimme the ball because I'm gonna dunk it! It's finally spring, and I'm saying goodbye snow, hello adventure. And during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event, you can get epic deals on your favorite Honda model. Ready to get rugged? Then take the off-road in an all-wheel drive Honda SUV, like the CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, or redesigned Ridgeline. Want to take a spring road trip? Then check out a fuel-efficient turbocharged Civic or Accord. Say goodbye to winter and hello to a new Honda. Don't miss huge savings during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event. Now at your local Honda dealer.